Welcome to the Front Porch. This is uh, Lewis Love coming at you live and kind of in color. It's cold today uh, on the porch in Chicago. It's 18 degrees, but that's okay. We're going to have a warm conversation. Welcome to the first installment of All Booked Up. And you guessed it, we'll be talking about books. We'll be talking about things that we uh, have read, things that we are reading, and we'll also be talking about things that we want to read. This, these are not, um, yeah, we're not critiquing books. These are not book reviews. We're just talking about books. I keep talking in the plural because I have my very good friend on. You talking about a reader? Oh my goodness. I got my very good friend on from Pensacola, Florida, Brother Clarence Simmons. Brother Simmons, welcome to the front porch. Thank you, Brother Lou. It's good to be here on the porch, but unlike you, I'm in sunny Florida, and so it's in the it. 60s here. <laughs> see, see, people, it's people like Clarence. You gotta, you gotta, very glad they, you love them in the Lord, and they're good brothers, because they're always picking with you, always picking with you. Yeah. <laughs> But listen, man, I know, I know you folks down there and down south, you know, I know y'all down there halfway serving the Lord, but that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> man, listen, we, uh, we've chosen um, a good book to discuss uh, that we have read. I think you've read it like three or four times. People, we're going to talk about Holier Than Thou by Jackie Hill Perry. Uh, I think if I'm not if I'm not making a mistake, brother um, Clarence, the book came out in August of last year, August of 2021. I think I think that's right when it was when it was. Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, and um, I know you've read it several times. It was just that good, huh, brother? It's good. It's really good. It's really good. You know, I, I like it, Clarence, because um, man, especially talking about this the first of the year. Um, it's just one of those those good subjects to get your heart around that. And, and I'll let you, you know what, Clarence, you can you correct me if I'm wrong, but I just think the subject of, of holiness slash sanctification is just not getting much play today. I think our conversations are about a lot of other things. And so I really appreciated the book. Now, I mean, what's your perception of that? I could be wrong. I think you, you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the subject is so timely. It's not a new subject. It's, it's, it's an old, old truth, but still um, timely as well. And it's, it's, to me, it's just beautifully done, calling us back to what we were made to be, um, reflecting God and all of his loveliness we won't be god but we are called as image bearers to reflect god and that's in our lives where we speak where we think um, the way we act and so it's just rich the book is really rich really rich and we need as you said a return to that type of thinking yeah man because <clears throat> and i like the way um sister sister hill perry i, I love the way she um you know, introduced the book to us. She introduced the book with a, um, you know, a clear. We, plus, we another thing too, Clarence, in these discussions is that we don't want to give it all away, right? We just want to kind <laughs> of right. wet folks' appetite. So we got to, we got to be careful, right? 
<laughs> she introduces it in, um, with a um, great definition of um, who God is and um, the holiness of God, which is, which is just basic, um, basic but needful theology that, we've, uh, that we need to have when it comes to even how we think about God, right? Right, right, yeah, and that's and, and I think she really just gets gets to the point and stirring us in in such a way by focusing upon God and when our focus is upon God and who He is, then we can see ourselves for what we really are and should be. And so that's just just to think of God's holiness that like he hope he's like holy other in a, in a category all by himself cut mm. out if you will above all else and he's so unlike us and yet he invades our history to make us like himself mm. it's just it's beautiful as yes, it's, it's it's that that's amazing when you think about that when and I like the way you worded it um, Clarence he, he invades history uh, to make us to make us like himself, um, chapter one she um, she she deals with the um, with the response um, pretty much of um, of Isaiah and and others, you know, upon um, you know a glimpse of the of the holiness of God and and one thing that that that's pointed out um, is as you said is that no see he's different than us. He's not us, right? And and I think that there there is a tendency, especially today, as we think about you know all the, the unrest and upheaval that's going on in our in our um, culture in our in our country, is that we we tend to uh, kind of bring God down to um, a level of our understanding of these things, and uh, so. Uh, Sister Perry, Sister Hill Perry, you know, kind of upsets that tendency by saying, well, see, you know, you're, God's kind of backwards. You, you look mm -hmm. at God, you see God and, and, and who he is and all of his holiness. And then, then, you're, then, you're, then you're equipped to evaluate, you know, what's really going on, right? <laughs> that's kind of how I saw it, Clarence, yeah. Right, right. And I think that's, I think that's so on point, brother. Uh, I think we don't look at God enough. We, we look at ourselves and our circumstances and our problems and challenges. And, and I understand we're, we're creatures of sight, right? So we, right, right. we focus upon what we see and focus less upon the one, I think, that's behind the scene, the, the one, the, the invisible, who is actually visibly working in working in the world, and and just to put him in in our own category, so to make him into our own image, that he would be more like us instead of we being more like him. I think I think Sister Jackie really really hammers that out and saying our focus ought to be on God and all he is in himself and all of his splendor and loveliness and attractiveness in himself that ought to be our focus and when that's our focus it affects and it should affect our lives in such a way 
but we just delight ourselves in God. You know, and you know, uh, Clarence and she, um, she does this with the, um, uh, man, I'm trying to work this. If you ever heard, um, uh, Jackie Hill Perry speak, right? Of course she's, she's a, you know, she has, she's a spoken word, um, expert <laughs> artist mm -hmm. and if you ever heard her speak at any any of the different venues that she speaks at even when she's um doing a um when she's doing a lecture or or a message um if you if you hear her and the and and the kind of uh cadence that she uses, you pick up on her cadence pretty pretty quickly because she does have a cadence to how she speaks it's almost like yeah you can hear <clears throat> old Baptist preacher in her sometimes when she's speaking. Yeah. But she has, this sister has such a beautiful command of the language, right? That uh, she beautifully, I mean, she beautifully brings us, um, brings this message to us of the holiness of God, man, in such a delightful way. Did you pick up on that when you were reading it, Matt? Oh, yes, brother. I mean, it, it may it's almost it's almost like it's refreshing you know it's refreshing because it's it's gripping at the same time she has a way of of speaking and writing with such simplicity and then profundity at the same time that actually grips you almost like jc Rowell, that that old preacher from the 1800s you know uh, so simple, slip the dagger in you. You don't realize that you have a dagger in you until you see the blood. You know, so, so, so it's good. You say yes, I yes, I do know this, and you need to live it. So yeah. it's beautiful. Man. She yeah, sister caught me off a couple of times. I'm like, what, what, what? Wait a minute, wait a minute. That reminds me, reminds me of my of my grandchildren. You know, Clarence, they visit with us often. The ones from South Bend. Right, I'll let our people guess whose children those are, but <laughs> they visit often, and so we spoil them like crazy. Like we all the ice cream treats, man, all the snacks and stuff that they can even imagine, and so, um, you know, one of their favorites is sherbet and uh, ginger ale, right? A little ginger ale with some sherbet, man. It's called, it's called a frappe, I think, but anyway, uh, they had had uh, cookies and sherbet and um then they wanted some ginger ale and and i was like no you guys already had enough sweets for this is an evening too right and i said repeat after me right and they repeated i said we they hollered we i said have they said have <laughs> had had enough and they all hollered enough <laughs> oldest boy said what wait a minute wait a minute no wait a minute <laughs> We have not, we have not had <laughs> I found myself doing that several times with uh with the book. I'm like, wait a minute, what did she just say? <laughs> oh, I need I need to reread that, man. And you're right, man, the simplicity, the profundity. Uh I think that's just giftedness, man, on the on the part of this sister. I think God has just gifted her like that, man. <laughs> that's that's right. I mean, the the way I mean, anyone reading the book, the book is really hard to put down, in my judgment, because yeah. it it's so sweetly done, if I may put it that way, to say God is God, and he cannot be anything less than God, 
and he can't be anything more than God. <laughs> He's mm. just God. Yeah. He's yeah. just God himself, and we can't reduce him, though we may try uh, to reduce him. And neither can we expand him in any kind of way as well. And, and he's just, just this, this being that's so unique, not only powerful, but so unique in himself that he's unlike any other. Mm. Mm. Ought, to, ought to just, you know, draw our attention and draw our minds uh, but one at one point she 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 made that that gripped me, brother brother Lou, and I've used several times on my own children, is that God is the only being that will never sin against you. Ah, mm. oh, of course. Why not trust a being like that, wow. one that will never do you wrong because he can't. It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> It's an impossibility. He cannot do us wrong. And, there, and there's no one, there's no one, nothing, no one in the world like that except for God. Why not trust him? That's, 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 that's so right. And, yeah. and I, I, think on, I think on the fact that sin, you know, makes us so unlike God. Sin makes us so unlike God that that God will give his son to take care of the sin issue so we could be more like God. Mm. Mm. It's just, um, man, it's just so powerful. You're right, as you stated in the beginning. It's just, it's just something we need to re, re, return to, uh, take in, regurgitate. We got to have the the. the cows we got to eat and let it sit and then bring it back <laughs> up and chew on it some more uh, because it's so rich and refreshing and when we think about it it's convicting mm. it's i mean it's convicting in the sense convicting and encouraging at the same time convicting in the sense that we don't meditate on god enough or as we should in thinking of him and his splendor and then encouraging because there's no one like our God. Mm. There's no one like our God. And, it's, and it provides for us, um, Brother Clarence, it provides for us that necessary difference when we're, when we're proclaiming the gospel of the Lord, right? Um, because when we think about um, all of the um, religions and all the things that we encounter when we talk about our faith, um, you know, Jackie Hill Perry gives us, um, and as, you know, certainly um, as, I mean, her, her bibliography is just rich um, toward the end of the book. The bibliography is worth the book itself, um, her research. But uh, so following along the lines of so many brothers and sisters that she, that she um, references in the book, but she gives us, um, presents to us that necessary difference that we speak of when we talk about the God of the scriptures, right? He's, there's no one like him, right? And, and so sometimes, I think, Clarence, sometimes in our attempts to uh, relate to people that uh, we, bring, we bring down or we, we damper down his holiness, his otherness, and, and that's the beauty of who our God is. 
that he that he is so different from us. Right. And we need to hold that. And, and she helps us with that in, in, in the book, you know, as we and gives us. You're right. It's convicting and uh, it's encouraging. And it uh, man, it 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 reinforces the, the, the truth of our proclamation about who God is. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was I think it was uh, beautiful. And I'll I follow that with a question, Luke. Why do you think you just you just you just commented and remarked on the holiness? Why do you think we we diminish the thought of God's holiness, maybe at the expense of God's mercy, not realizing that his mercy is a holy mercy? But we seem to diminish his holiness, maybe in light of his mercy and love and compassion. And he's all of these things. But it seems like we just we kind of draw down on his holiness. And why, why do you think that is? Well, I, I think there's several reasons, Clarence. I think um, one of the reasons is, is probably the purpose uh, behind um, the book. And that is we don't know enough um, about God's holiness, right? Mm. We are, um, we're not proficient in that subject as Christian believers. And so because of that, and then the second reason then because of that, there, um, we, would, we would be comfortable with a caricature of who God is. A caricature based on one, not knowing who, is hol- who he is, his holiness, right? And number two, by... Um, we diminish holiness by elevating other things that, that we are perhaps more comfortable with, like um, terror, right? Like um, mm-hmm. judgment. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, right. Yeah, those kind of things that we would be more comfortable with uh, because that's part of our, we, we can relate to that. Yeah, uh, mean-spirited. <laughs> Quick, quick to judge, quick to condemn, right? And um, and so we have this view of His holiness, um, or non-view of His holiness. That that um, we're more comfortable with that, Clarence. I think when we understand God's holiness, we understand that all of the other things that we know about God operate out of His holiness. Mm, right mm, that they're not mm. you can't they're not you can't separate them they're inseparable uh, mm-hmm. so i think that a lot of it is because of not knowing and not being proficient in his holiness and who he is and because other things that we experience in our own lives we we tend to want to make him like that you know though that's off the top of my head i didn't expect i didn't expect your question i should have known being on the line with you i was going to get some questions i should have known that <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. What, um, what, what do you think? I, I think, on top of what you you just said, I think the reason why, and it could be one of the driving reasons why we diminish God's holiness, is because of our sinfulness. Yeah, yeah. Be- because of our own sinfulness. God has to be brought down mm. somehow, somehow, to a level we comfortable with. And and in doing that, our 
sinful behavior becomes acceptable. And so when, when God is brought down, then sin is not so bad because he's been brought down to our level of acceptableness. But when God is holy, absolutely pure, I, I, I don't think for a moment we can really grasp, get our minds around a being with no flaws, no blemish, no sinfulness, not only won't sin, but cannot sin. Not only won't do wrong, but cannot do wrong. I, I don't think we as human beings can grasp that because all we've known to some extent is sin. Is wrong. We, we yep. live in a sinful world. And so trying to grasp a being that's so transcendent, so above us, and absolutely pure, it's impurity is just the testable to him to try to grab our uh, try to wrap our minds around a being like that is just hard to do it's hard to do because in this life all we deal with is sinful men and women and children redeemed or not but that's all we will deal with in this life and here's a being that's just cut out above all else so I think that, that's one of the reasons I think think why I think our, our, our sinfulness puts us in that place of Adam and Eve of wanting to either we cover up, so to speak, or we bring him down. Either we fall down and worship or we have to bring him down. So that's that's what I think. No, I think I think you're right, too, Clarence. I think you're right, man. I, I it it's a, I think, yeah, it goes. Yeah, it goes to, you know, we we can relate <laughs> if he's like us. Right. If, um, you know, if and I think because we don't want to be as bad as we are, Clarence, I think we mm. just don't. We don't want to be as sinful, as unholy as we are. And if there is a standard that 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 keeps screaming to us, um, you know, like when Isaiah, what, like Isaiah, when he when he saw the vision of God, you know, in the temple. Right. And. um Jackie Hill makes this point in the book. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't necessarily lead immediately to praise. It led to, to, to self, to guilt, to self condemnation. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. and that's. I think you're right. I think, I know you're right. Our our unholiness um, makes us uncomfortable with 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 holy with with a holy God, and so, yeah, we 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 tend to want to bring him down, and then you know everything's cool, right? We don't mm-hmm. have to worry about nothing. Everything's good. I, I you know, th- now, now, and you might be onto something, Clarence, which is why um, I think this book is so important and the timeliness of it is so, is so good and that we're discussing it the first of the year so folks can spend 2020, 20, 2022 thinking about God and his holiness, man. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's, that's right. And, it, and, and I, love, I love the way... I know we're jumping down the road a little bit with this with the statement I'm about to make. I love the way that she puts it in centering that holiness in the gospel. Yeah. You know how she she created uh, she she set out that you know God's holy in creation, God's holy in the fall, God's holy in re- 
redemption. You know, we have the biblical narrative spelled mm -hmm. out in biblical theology there. We can even go further. God is holy before time. Right. He's yeah. holy before creation. And he will always be holy because he will always be God. And you can't separate, you can't separate his holiness from who he is, his very being. And so she, when she spells these, these things out, she said something interesting closer toward the end of the book that it's one thing to go to a, a person and say you're a sinner oh my goodness so, yeah but but on one hand everyone knows that rather than rather mm -hmm. everyone knows that to to a certain extent but it's another thing to go to a person and say do you know god is holy mm. so now now we're dealing in a different realm all together and now i did not start with you and your condition i started with god and who he is which which is i think you no know, clarence when um back in the day when i came to faith years ago many years ago that was i think it's one of the flaws of our gospel presentation um it began with us um you know it began with if you if you die tonight uh will you go to heaven Right. You, you remember right. that question, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it kind of, it kind of, it began, it began with um, a discussion of our of our sinfulness. Uh, Romans three twenty three, Romans six twenty three. The Romans road, the famous Romans road, right, mm -hmm. began that way, as opposed to beginning with the holiness of God, of who God is, right? And and then why it is, you know, then why it is we are the way we are. Right. And so you're right. She she lays that out for us in the book and kind of the book kind of unfolds like that. It kind of it does unfold like that. Um, and she leaves us. Yeah. I'm, uh, prior to the very end of the book where then we are called as God's people to sanctification, to a life of holiness in Jesus. But she makes it very she leads us to 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 the Lord Jesus Christ, to the to the gospel um, uh, through throughout the book she's leading us there so that we won't make the attempt the fatal attempt of trying to uh of of being holy outside of the work of redemption in our hearts and our lives yeah which is a amen. which is a tendency yeah amen and i i think i think also the point that she alluded to this we we want we want a holiness without the holy spirit yeah and and that's the impossibility and even sometimes i i think this is not primary to subject but but i think we we so i'm gonna use my minimize let me use that word we so minimize the holy spirit that he's not even deity it's like he's not even part of the a part of the godhead we so minimize him like like he's just a buddy coming along. Sure. And even though we know he's a comforter and he's the, the paraclete to come along, the great helper to come alongside us, the one like, like the Lord Jesus Christ. But we so minimize him. He's almost like out of the picture altogether that we tend to not even treat him or address him as God. And, and he's much he's just as much as God as the other other two persons in the in the godhead and that's and we try to we try to somehow have a have a a sanctification a transformation 
without him. We, we need his work in us, just like we need Jesus's work outside of us, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, Clarence. Um, it's interesting. And, and maybe maybe her next book would be on the, the work of the Holy Spirit, right? Or maybe be on the Trinity. And uh, yeah, and have a, a great portion of it because you're right. Um, and then there, again, just like the holiness of God, there's a caricature of it, of God. It's, it's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. He's responsible for so many other things, <laughs> according to people, That's than right. what the Bible says that he does in our hearts, in our lives. Um, when we talk about he... The Holy Spirit told me to do this. The Holy Spirit told me to do that. And that sort of thing, right? And I, I bristle sometimes, depending on who's saying that. And I don't know what they mean when they say that. I bristle. But it's, it's, it's like, you know, the Holy Spirit, is, is, he is the agent of our, of our sanctification. Right. right? And, and how often do you hear that when it comes down to the work of the Holy Spirit, the presence of of the Holy Spirit in our lives and what he is doing in us um, as the people of God. Well, he's, he's conforming me to the image of, of, of God's dear son. He's, he's convicting me of sin and, and, and he's, he's changing me. Um, that he's making me holy, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. that, that's not, that's not said much. That's not, you know, and I, so I'm glad, again, her book pulls us, calls us back to these basics. Are these, aren't these kind of basics, Clarence, of Christianity? Or are we off into some real deep, heavy, you know, academy-type, like, theology? Or is this kind of like basic <laughs> stuff? <laughs> it, this, it, we're really in the fundamentals. That's, that's, that's what we, we are, and that's what, she's, uh, that's what she's building on. Let's get back to ground zero of who God is. Man. That's what we have to get. We have to get back to that. There is no transformation without him. There's definitely no conversion without him. Mm. There's nothing without him. Matter of fact, you kind of like a walking, a walking corpse if you don't have him. Mm. And it's insane not to serve him. And, and then she brings out these, these, these nuggets <laughs> and, and puts these nuggets together by by saying, okay, you're making your own idols if you don't bow to this true God. And those idols mm. can't satisfy. They're going to prove to be failures. They're just like you. And and, and all of these things. And, and it's almost a, a, a spiritual, I don't even know if you can put these two things together. Seem like an oxymoron. A spiritual insanity. Yeah. Not to serve the true and living God who has done and will continue to do all things well. It's almost uh, what, what the prophet said, uh, Isaiah, you know, why spend your money for that which is not mm. bread? Right. Mm. Why? And, and so she really brings these things out and said, we're wasting our time and fashioning our gods that we can tuck away and we can tell those gods what to do. And she said, we don't <laughs> want the true God. We want to be God. And I, I think <laughs> right, she's absolutely right. right. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you know, um, before she closes, which again was, I, I, I think the layout of the book is just, I think it's just excellent, excellent work before she closes. The, the final chapter, right. Is, is, is on our, um, our, like the old, Deacon used to say when it was time for the offering, Clarence. 
he would say, <laughs> now we come to a time in the service where we all can play a part. <laughs> and, and so before she closes this book out, uh, Sister Perry, Sister Jackie Hill Perry makes it, makes it clear our responsibility uh, in, in striving for holiness, right? Being, being born again and uh, being filled with, with the Holy Spirit, right? Um, it, is, it, is, it is our responsibility to strive uh, for that. Uh, it would, um, once we are raised from the dead, I'm quoting her, it would be silly to assume that we can and should do nothing to grow in living as God does, just as it would be foolish to think that a plant seed can grow without the soil being watered. Mm -hmm. So she's like, yes, God is holy. Yes, um, we, we are redeemed by this holy God. We are raised to dead from the dead by this holy God. And when he does that, we have a responsibility uh, to, to pursue um, a holy life. And I'm like, wow, I, I could have read the last chapter like five or six times, mm. uh, Clarence. Mm. I thought, what a great, what a great, what a great closing encouragement and challenge to the, to the grand subject that she covered for the, for the previous six chapters, man. Mm. Mm. And, and I think, Lou, we need, to, we need to see that. We need to be reminded of that because sometimes we can get imbalance. Balance, you know, biblical balance seems to be one of the hardest things to maintain and to do, especially consistently. But I think that's what, that's what we need because sometimes we, we, we can lean on God's sovereignty and mm. chunk our responsibility. Right. Yeah. And... And you, you said it well, if we are made alive, mm. we can do what God has called us to do because he gave us the power to do it mm. with the Holy Spirit. So I'm just like what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and he flows into chapter 7, having, you know, come out from among them, be you separate, and I'll receive you, you'll be my sons and daughters. And he gets into chapter seven and say, therefore, having these precious promises mm. that he mentioned in chapter six, daily beloved, us cleanse ourselves. That's right. From all sin and filthiness and unrighteousness. He said, no, he said, I'm not telling you God is coming down from heaven. He said, no, <laughs> you do it. Right. You do it because he's made you alive and he's empowered you mm. by his Holy Spirit to do what you could not do before and you would not do before. Right. Now you can do it because you have the power to do it. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. That's right, brother. Wow. So Clarence, have we given them enough? You think? <laughs> I hope they'll go and, and get it and read brother, read brother, read <laughs> sister, read, read, read. And that's that's one of the reasons too, folks, why why we are um, and Brother Clarence will be will be my co-host many times on this. Matter of fact, we have our next book planned already that we're going to be sharing with you. Um, but our, our 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 goal is to yeah is to encourage you know the people of God back to you know picking up a book 
and reading it, cer certainly reading your Bibles um, as the primary source, the primary book, the, the most of your time. But we want to encourage you in good books and, and in good practice of, of reading that we're, we're losing uh, in this day. So Clarence, um, let's wrap it up like this. What, give me one of your, um, or us, one of, one of your favorite takeaways. Wow, it's, man, it's so, it is so many, mm. it is so many, um, man, she, she, she had one, she had one that she said, Lou, what she said something to, to this effect, mm. she said, when we behold the world, it's not an exact quote. When we behold the world and all of its pleasures, all of its ways, more than we behold Christ, uh, do not be surprised if you're more like the world than you are like Jesus. I said, oh, man, <laughs> brother, that was a humbling statement. Stole that was a humbling statement. <laughs> stole mine. Can't believe it. I even but, but. To, to prove I, that you stole mine, I tweeted that about a, two hours ago, man. I had my mouth fixed. <laughs> say it again, brother. You can say it better than I can. <laughs> I, I I can't. No, Clarence. I I can't say it. I can't say it better than what uh, than than um, Sister Perry saying it, man. Uh, but I, I can't believe you were, as you were going, I'm like, this brother is getting ready to take my, my thing, man. He's for the, he's for the steal. He's getting ready to steal my thunder, man. And, uh, but no, uh, Clarence, I, 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 I can't say it. Um, I can't say it no better than what, than what, um, and you, you, um, you quoted her. I think, I mean, verbatim, if we behold the world and its ways more than Christ, be not surprised when you look more like it than you do Jesus. Mm. Just, so, so we're, so we're tracking all this. <laughs> we're tracking along the same lines, man. It was just a, um, an excellent book. Um, I, I highly recommend it. How about you, brother? I recommend it a thousandfold. Pick it up, read it. You will not be disappointed. Your heart will be encouraged. You will be stirred in such a such a way. You may even do some knee knee theology, meaning falling down on your knees and worshiping the living God. Mm. But it will stir you in such a such a way. It's just refreshing and encouraging. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the last word on that, Clarence. I'm going to give you the last word. I think you, I think you summed it up best, uh, folks. Uh, Brother Clarence and I um, thoroughly enjoyed uh, "Holier Than Thou." We thoroughly recommend it. Uh, our next read that we're going to do is "Urban Apologetics: uh, Restoring Black Dignity with the Gospel," edited by um, Pastor Dr. Eric Mason, and uh, that's going to be our next uh, little book talk. Um, but un un until that time, we encourage you, um, turn that TV off, 
right? Uh, uh, get up off of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and and now TikTok and pick up you a good book. Uh, it'll be way more rewarding uh, than those things. Am I right, Clarence? You are right, brother. We are right, brother. We could say, get out of Facebook and get your face in the book. Oh man, see, so. see you, you can tell Clarence, old black Baptist preacher, can't you? <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy spending this time with you, my brother, and I'm looking forward to when we come back up on the porch to do this again. Until that time, folks, uh, try to be like my brother Clarence, all booked up. Take care. We'll talk to you soon.